Inna alhamdulillah wa salatu wa salam ala rasulillah ba'd. My brothers and sisters, there seems to be a lot of confusion about this practice which is called halala. Now, let me therefore try to clarify what it is and its position in Islam. Uh, specifically in Islam, as per the ulama and as per the fiqh and as per the beliefs of the Ahlul Sunnah wal Jama'ah, the Sunni Muslims. In Islam, a marriage that is contracted for a specific period is haram. So, for example, Zaid cannot go to uh, Salma and contract a marriage for a period of 20 days or 20 weeks or 20 years. A man cannot go to a woman and contract a marriage for a fixed period of time. This would be haram. Uh, marriage in Islam is done with the intention of that contract being lifelong. There is provision for divorce. There is provision for both talaq as well as uh, for khula. But that is not something which is specified with a time frame at the time of the nikah. If somebody does that, this, would, this marriage itself would be null and void. The marriage would not be halal at all. Now, what is this halala? The halala is that people are doing this practice and they are calling it halal. Why are they doing that and how are they doing that? This goes and relates with the rules of divorce, of talaq specifically in Islam. Now, in Islam, as we all know, I will not talk about the... I'm not here... Uh, I'm not going to describe all the uh, rules of talaq because I have done that in a previous, uh, previous speech. Uh, here, just let me say it very briefly, which is that a woman who has been irrevocably divorced, which means that she has been divorced for the third time. I'm not talking about pronouncing three divorces, talaq, talaq, talaq in one sitting, which is haram, which is illegal. I'm talking about a woman who was divorced for the, th for the third time in the proper way that is prescribed in the Quran and which Rasulullah permitted. So now this woman, after having been divorced for the third time, she is irrevocably divorced and marrying her would not be permissible for that husband. So the man who divorced her for the third time cannot marry that woman again. However, this woman now, she is divorced she then contracts a marriage with uh, another person and having been in that marriage and that marriage having been consummated uh, and having been in that marriage for any period of time, short or long, this woman is now again free to be married either because the husband died or because he divorced her. So now let us say he divorced her. So she got a talaq from the second husband and she is now again uh, ready to be married at that time the first husband who had divorced her for the third time and from whom she was irrevocably divorced he can propose to her and he can marry her he can pay the maher and he can marry her now that talaq which is the talaq from the second husband which happened in the normal course of things it was not contracted she did not marry the second husband 
for the purpose of getting a talaq. She did not marry her second husband with the understanding explicit or implicit to say that I will remain married to you for three days, four days, ten days, week, ten weeks, whatever period. Uh, and I will sleep with you and I will have sex with you. Uh, and then you will divorce me at the end of this period. She did not enter into any transaction like this. She married him with all sincerity. He married her with all sincerity, with the intention of staying married. But then things did not work out and they got divorced. Now, in that case, she is halal for the first husband to marry if they both wish to get married. That particular divorce is called halala. Now, halala is not a tool. It is not something that can be contrived in order to go and get married again to the woman that you divorce for the third time. It is something which happens in the due course of things and just that particular transaction, that particular incident has a name and that name is halala. That is all there is to it. If a person marries a woman with the intention of divorcing her after a few days, having slept with her and having had sex with her, this in Islam is zina, it is fornication, it amounts to prostitution. It is completely and totally haram. Therefore, if someone is, en is entering into this kind of a marriage, then they are doing haram. This has nothing to do with Islam. It has no part of Islam. It is something which is haram and which is prohibited and which amounts to fornication and zina. I, I believe the matter is clear. I have tried to clarify it uh, to the best of my ability. Uh, please spread this message. Please tell people if anyone is doing this, then they are committing haram. There is no scope for temporary marriages in Islam according to the fiqh of the Ahlul Sunnah wal Jama'ah, according to the fiqh of the Sunni Muslims. There is no scholar who has permitted a temporary marriage for a particular period of time with the intention of getting divorced after that period of time. No Sunni scholar, no scholar of the Ahlul Sunnah wal Jama'ah has permitted this because this was prohibited by Rasulullah Sallallahu If anyone is entering into such a marriage contract, then that contract is illegal, that contract is prohibited, that contract is completely and totally haram and such a marriage will not be a marriage, it will be an alliance for uh, fornication, it will amount to prostitution and it will be considered as zina. Uh, which is a major sin and a person as Zani at the time of committing zina has exited Islam. This is the uh, ruling of all our ulama and this is the ruling uh, which comes from the ruling of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam wa sallallahu ala nabil kareem wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'in bi rahmatika ya rahmatullahi wa rahmatullahi